News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO is proud to bring you the Rick Chamberlain Show. Presented by Bud Light. Live from Milano's Atlantic Submarines on Brown Street. Voted best pizza in Dayton. Creating delicious memories since 1969 on Brown Street near the UD County. The Rick Chamberlain Show is brought to you by Bud Light. The perfect beer for whatever happens. Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD and the University of Dayton Athletics. Combining student athletes and fans of championship caliber. Now here's Larry Hanskin and University of Dayton football coach Rick Chamberlain. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Milano's, and welcome to the Rick Chamberlain Show here on the home of the Flyers. I'm Larry Hanskin, and we are, of course, joined by uh, the coach of the Dayton Flyers, Rick Chamberlain, and uh, two members of this Dayton Flyer football team, uh, senior cornerback Mitch Inger, and we got junior uh, center Shane Tove. We're going to learn a whole lot more about these guys and look at the home stretch of the Dayton Flyer football season as Dayton falls in a heartbreaker at home to Drake on Saturday, 34-30 getting ready to hit the road for the final time this season at Butler this coming Saturday morning. And uh, we'll reiterate that uh, very early start time for you as we go uh, through this program. And, and Coach, uh, almost at a loss of words still some 48 hours after uh, that loss to Drake on Saturday. And, and, and I think it was very, very palpable uh, to everyone who was either there or listened uh, that this this game was one that hurt. This was a defeat that was very painful. It was, Larry. Uh, the, the, you could feel it in the locker room afterwards. And, and what made it uh, makes it hurt so bad was is that we played pretty well. There, we did some really nice things. Drake did some nice things. It was two good teams battling it and got into that fourth quarter, and, and Drake uh, made the play when they needed to, stopping us uh, there late in the game after we made a nice drive to get down there with the lead and and trying to put some more points on the board to stretch the lead there. They came up with the plays to stop us. And then on the flip side of that, their offense took over and uh, their quarterback, uh, Andy Rice, led them down the field and they got to a position there where they scored the touchdown late uh, to take the lead there. And uh, when you're playing in the PFL, Larry, those are the way the games are going to go. We've had those. We've had it with San Diego. We had it uh, with Maris there. And and you just have to be consistent through four quarters. And, and the way I'm seeing it this year is we've got to make some plays in the fourth quarter, uh, offensively, defensively, to uh, win those close ones. I'm sure Coach Fox of Drake, wherever he is tonight, he's sitting here saying, boy, if we don't do this, if we don't do that, we don't win this game. And here we are sitting tonight, and, and there's maybe four, maybe that's it, maybe four plays, mm-hmm. five at the most that, boy, if you could just have it back, uh, just in, in, in early and late game yep. situations, offense, defense, special teams, if only type of plays that uh, could really haunt you. And, and in games like this, Larry, I've been through it a lot of times, uh, games that are this close and, and come down to those last few seconds, that's what you do. You look back and there are a lot of what ifs. What if this would have happened? What if the ball hadn't been fumbled? What if we would have held on to this interception? What if we would have stopped here? Uh, that's just the natural course. Uh, you try to learn 
from those things, try to show film to the players and help them get into the frame of mind there to uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, but I, I tell you, hats off to Drake, and we knew that, that it was going to be back and forth there, and unfortunately we just didn't get it done when we needed to. All right, we'll get into some of the specifics of Saturday's game. Also look at the Butler matchup coming up, but we do want to get to know our uh, two student-athletes who are with us tonight. Uh, Mitch Inger is no stranger to the show. You were on last year, but we're going to go through the whole routine again. Uh, tell us about your high school background and what brought you to the University of Dayton. Um, I went to St. Francis of Sales in Columbus, Ohio. Um, grew up on a farm. Uh, football was always a big part of my uh, life. Um, been playing since I was in first grade. Uh, dad really pushed it and fell in love with the sport. Um, and then at the sales, it was a big football school. Um, a lot of tradition, just like here at the University of Dayton. And uh, that's really what attracted me to come here, was to join the tradition of the Dayton football. Now, I'm from the north end of Columbus, so I'm just trying to figure out where, where the uh, Yinger Family Farm is. Yinger Family Farm is in Pataskala, Ohio. Oh, my gosh. You had you had quite a haul then yeah. uh, to get to DeSales High School. Yeah, but it's about a 40-minute drive every morning. Okay. But uh, you, felt, you felt motivated for both... Uh, educational and athletic reasons that was a good way for you to go yes sir um the athletics really did play a big part in that whole scenario okay um you had a chance to just say i'm done i'm not a football player anymore goodbye uh, football world but you came back for a fifth year what was uh, what went into making that decision um well i i did waver a little bit um being a backup really was a a, a a hard process to deal with um but the fact that my little brother decided to come here and decide to play really pushed me to want to come back because we have always had that four-year gap of not being able to play with each other and i always really wanted the chance to hit him and let him know who's better <laughs> at football so um and then also i also really wanted to make a contribution to the team for uh, I know I did a little bit on special teams and stuff, but I really wanted to emphasize my efforts on defense and earn a starting spot and come back and play. Now, your brother's a freshman running back, yep. plays offense. I'm guessing he is scout team fodder. Yep, that's very true. He is on the scout team. He is. <laughs> and you have got to hit him and show him who's a better player. I have definitely gotten my fair share of hits on Tucker. <laughs> okay, Mitch Inger uh, joining us here on the Rick Chamberlain Show. And then a newcomer, we got Shane Tobe, center from Chicago. Uh, I think, uh, what, redshirt sophomore eligibility-wise, yep. but a junior in terms of you know, how long you've been that's, at UD. That's correct. Well, tell us about your high school background. What brought you to UD? Well, I went to a high school in Mundelein, Illinois, called Carmel Catholic. Um, underline, we're in the northern suburbs up there, about uh, about 45 minutes an hour outside the city. Uh, you know, we're, we were a good-sized school, uh, 7A football in Illinois, uh, which is, I guess, in Ohio, you guys go Division One and Two are the biggest, so it would be like Division Two here in Ohio. Um, and we, we had we had uh, our share of success up there. You know, playoff team every year. Uh, you know, a team that a, a team that's always there uh, in the postseason every year and been making a run quarterfinals my junior year and you know, football's it's been my life and I knew I wasn't gonna be done in high school and it was just a matter of where I was gonna get an opportunity to play and I'm fortunate enough to be able to come here. What tipped the scales and uh, made you decide on Dayton? Maybe decide on Dayton. Um, well, my recruiting process was was interesting because I, I was I was getting recruited by schools all over the country like 
um, you know, out in uh, West Texas A&M was one of them, one of the finalists that came that really came down to, to here at West Texas A&M. And I ended up choosing here due to the uh, both the football program I thought was better and the academics were better here. And, and also, back when I lived in Chicago, this was closer to home. So... Those were all major factors, and it what uh, led me to come here. If you've, uh, if people have listened to the broadcast and if uh, uh, followed uh, the Flyers this year, you've heard us talk about Shane's dad, who's the special teams uh, coach with the Kansas City Chiefs, had been with the Chicago Bears, and a- as a football guy, how much was he more than just a dad when it came to making a football decision for college? No, he, he's a coach too. He's not. He's not just dad. He's coach. You know, <laughs> and sometimes I, you know, I'd get on. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're my dad. You're not my coach. You know, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he's strength coach back when he worked in Missouri. You know, so it'd be workouts every day with them, and then the Bears facility. You know, I'd be driving over there every day after high school, and he'd be killing me in the weight room. You know, with the workouts, and and he was really pushing me, and and I owe it to him that I was good enough to come here. You know. Don't really consider myself a natural athlete. I think I was I was made into one, good enough to come here and play at this high level of football. So, so it, he was uh, without him. I don't know if I would uh, ever even came here. You know. All right, uh, and uh, I tell you, two guys, Rick, who have uh, made their mark uh, on the University of Dayton football, both kind of getting their first chance to start this season and both taking that opportunity and making the most of it. They are. I mean, uh, we are so glad that uh, Mitch decided to come back. He brings a lot of experience into that secondary because we lost two corners last year, Kyle Sabetic and Howard Savage, and uh, had some young men that uh, were going to be in that position, and then Mitch came back, and, and so that really solidified it. And um, Mitch is, uh, he's one of those guys that you feel very comfortable in the secondary with because he has a great understanding of how things should be and how they fit. And uh, you need that that stabilizer back here like that. And then Shane here, he, he's really developed into a very nice offensive line. In fact, he was our offensive player of the week this past week against Drake, against an outstanding defensive line there. And uh, he graded in the uh, 90 percentile there on his on his uh, scores there, on his blocking and pass protection. So um, uh, he's been a a great asset coming through for us this year. All right. Shane Tobe, Mitch Inger here with the coach, Rick Chamberlain. We are continuing to talk Dayton Flyer football, and we are live at Milano's on Brown Street on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. It's the hard truth. In today's world, negative experiences quickly find a way to go online. One disgruntled customer, a bad employee, or broken personal relationship can easily post an ill-advised photo, tweet, rumor, story, bad review. And there it is right on page one when you search your name or business online. In the past, you had no way to fight back. Well, now you can. Grab a pen and take down this phone number or store it in your cell phone. But call one 800 460 That's 1-800-460-5733. When you call, you'll get free info. Free info that'll show you how a reputation management company can easily build positive online content for you and legally bury negative information. This is not something you can do on your own. Don't lose any more business or miss out on another personal or business opportunity because of what is wrongfully being said about you online. Take control of your internet search results. Call 1-800-460-5733. That's 1-800-460-5733. 
free. Hurry, don't delay. Call 1-800-460-5733 today. Punishing your child for failing in school is not fair. They don't want to fail either. Karen Young, director of Huntington Learning Center in Centerville. I have had parents get so emotional in my office and even cry when they realize their child is not lazy, not stupid, just missing skills. At Huntington, we teach the skills necessary for your child to succeed in school. We create an individual program for each individual child. Your child can learn at Huntington. Parents tell me they spend hours helping their child do homework. This doesn't need to happen. Children also need to be able to do things they enjoy. Their entire night should not be spent doing homework. Report card problems? The solution is the Huntington Learning Center. Call 1-800-CAN-LEARN. Huntington Learning Center in Centerville. 1-800-CAN-LEARN. It's never too late to help your child do better in school. It's only going to get more frustrating if you don't get help for your child now. Call Huntington today. Hello, this is Eric from David Cemetery. You've decided on cremation. You may be wondering what your choices are. You can place your cremation in a columbarium, a mausoleum niche, a traditional grave space, or scattering garden. If you pre-plan your cremation, it's your choice, not someone else's. What do you want? What would your family want? Contact us at David Cemetery to discuss your cremation choices at 434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com, a community cemetery open to all faiths. The news team you've always depended on. News Center 7 at 5 with more reporters than any other station. Continuing our team coverage. That means more resources to be live on the scene of breaking news. We're working to gather more details. Digging deeper. Covering the big local story. As police move forward with their investigation. And Chief Meteorologist Jamie Simpson keeping you safe when severe weather strikes. Let's show you what we do have on Live Doppler 7 HD. News Center 7 starting at 5. It's coverage you can count on. A few high clouds out there, still breezy and mild with temperatures in the 60s. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zantini on Dayton's official station for severe weather, News 95.7 WHIO. The home of the Flyers, News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Larry Hands get back here at Milano's on Brown Street. It's the Rick Chamberlain Show as the Dayton Flyers now 6-3 and three and 4-2 four and two in the Pioneer Football League. Head into the last two games of this season at Butler this coming Saturday. And then the home finale is a week from Saturday against Campbell. We'll just not even talk about that now or focus only on the next game up, and that is Butler. But we do visit a little bit about a very heartbreaking defeat at home against Drake on Saturday. And, Coach, uh, you know, there again, you can point to a couple of different mistakes that were made, uh, physical mistakes. Uh, when you fumble the football, you, know, you miss a field goal. And then, you know, uh, you know, you had a blown coverage early in the game, which, uh, you know, from a, I guess that, that falls into the mental mistake, not so much a physical mistake. Yes, and, uh, and the game started off, Larry, uh, in the Dayton uh, for us. It, it was Everything was rolling. Offense was moving. Our kicking game was very good. Defense was playing well and then they get that long touchdown pass and that got them right back into the game there and uh, battling back and forth there but I, I really believe right there before halftime uh, all at once uh, uh, we're ahead uh, I, I think like 20 23 to 13 and uh, we fumble 
and we're not able to stop them. We actually drop an interception all at once there, and it was little things like that, opportunities that we didn't take advantage of that cost us, and uh, those were just in the first half. And then the second half, I thought it was back and forth there. Uh, they made some mistakes. We blocked some kicks on them there. We had some interceptions, and and uh, but then came to that fourth quarter, and they came up with the, the big ones then, I thought, there. You've had good starts and good third quarters. It, it, it seems as if uh, the bane of this Dayton football team, at least in 2014, might be the second second and fourth quarters, and not even the entire quarters, nope. but just the second halves of right. the second and fourth quarters. Yeah, and, and, and that's frustrating uh, because uh, we're much better than that. Our focus is better, and, and our kids, they're still playing hard. It just seems like for some reason that two minutes before halftime, something happens, and it gets allows that team, our opponent, to get back into it, to have momentum going in at halftime. And then coming out, we play well. And, and things are rolling, and then in that fourth quarter, midway, it just seems like we'll shoot ourselves in the foot, uh, whether it's offense, defense, or a kicking team. And it just seems like then that we're, we don't recover from that because of how close it is to the end of the game. With it happening more than once, how do you, how do you avoid that here-we-go-again right. type of feel? I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, as a coach, you can't necessarily – bring it up and coach it up uh do you just rely upon the players themselves? on the players to that to say okay we're, we're focused in we're locked in those other games uh, that was themselves this is a new game and so we're out there executing we're playing hard we're doing the things that we know we need to do then we don't have to worry about any problems coming up there and and you just you can't you can't dwell and have uh, uh memories there of of how things have gone in past games all right, and, and we're joined by two play, two players on the Dayton football team, the center Shane Tobe and also cornerback uh, Mitch Inger. And, and Mitch, you know, it's easy for fans and, and, and broadcasters and writers and stuff to sit up and say, well, I can remember it happened this game, this game. You know, when you're out there, game speed, I mean, does that, do any of those thoughts even, even cross your mind? Uh, no, I mean, we just – you just go out there and you just got to do what you can. Um, you just got to do your 111th of the defense and do your job. Uh, you can't really overstep your boundaries on what your position is. You just have to play within the system. And, I mean, you think back about certain plays and stuff like that, but uh, especially on defense, you have to have a one play, the play's over mentality and get over it and get on with it. That's one thing. You know what? The thing I will maybe most remember about this Dayton football team is just that, what you just said, Mitch, because – uh, more than one occasion, I've seen this Dayton Flyer team make a bad play, have something really bad happen, but there's no residual effect of it because the very next next snap, a play is made, and you know, case in point, you give up what looks like it's going to be a game tying touchdown, but the extra point, you block it, take it back the other way, and boom! All of a sudden. I mean, not only did you not give up momentum, I thought you guys kind of gained it back then. I would completely agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a credit to the coaches. They really do uh, a good job of teaching us that, I mean, you just got to can't control everything. Sometimes the offense is just going to have a play and they're going to make it, and um, you just have to bounce back and just stay within. You can't let it over-exaggerate you, and you just got to stay poised and make just do your job. 
Let's move over back on the offensive side of the ball and center Shane Tobe, uh, who was, if you didn't hear earlier, uh, the offensive player of the week, uh, grading out over 90 percent uh, in his battle against the defensive line of uh, of, uh, of Drake. And ironically, your dad's an NFL coach, and you're button heads all day with the guys that's getting some looks by NFL mm-hmm. scouts. Uh, Matt Acree, their outstanding defensive tackle. You know, you don't. This is far and away the biggest defensive line that you have faced all year, just in terms of size. Definitely. Were they mo- the most skilled? Um, I would say they were. You know, um, I would put them up there against Maris and their D line. I thought Maris's nose guard, uh, their head up guy, was was an excellent player. Um, but these guys were these guys were right there, and the tandem ninety four and nine, uh, Acre. And the other kid, his name is Brett Park, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a great duo. Um, very dynamic pass rushers. You know, we were watching film all week and with Coach Oaks, and he was, he was doing everything he could to get us prepared uh, to, in pass pro to, to make sure they didn't disrupt things. And we were watching them in games against Davidson where they would walk a guard back, you know, five yards and, you know, and right into the quarterback's lap. So... So it was, it was really a that we practiced at a different level this week in preparation for these guys and and when, when I when I get the the offensive player of the week award I really accept it on behalf of the entire O line when one when one O lineman gets it the entire O line gets it and I thought we played a, a dominant game on Saturday I, I really thought we took charge as a unit and and uh, really exerted our will on these guys. Did, uh, did with with Acre and Park uh, were you able to to, to go one on one against them, or did you have to sometimes double team? Well, it all depends on what we're running on that particular play. You know, if they're bringing if they're rushing four guys, we're going to get double teams and pass pro. We're going to have five to block four, and oftentimes guard center. You know, you'll have a double team. Other times, they'll walk a guy up on the end, and you know, you crash the protection out, and then you're one on one with them. You know, and you just got to rely on what you've worked on all week. And I thought. Tackle to tackle, we did that excellently, and we rose to the challenge, and and we neutralized those guys for sure. Pretty hard fought game, and uh, did uh, did any words ever get exchanged during the course of battle across the line of scrimmage? Not really. Um, we're not big talkers. Our our guys, we don't we don't feel the need to to talk trash, or it's not going to do you any good. You know, what's going to matter is was physically what you do. And I, I even talked to 94 after the game, Acre. You know, it turns out he lives in Kansas City, too. You know, he's a good guy. You know, you just don't, there's no need to, to try and make things, to bring, bring up personal things or anything like that. You just play between the whistles, and I think that's the way coach wants us to play, and that's the way we do play. So, Mitch, you were back after missing a, a couple of games. Uh, if people look at uh, my Twitter feed, they'll see the picture of you guys and they'll see your cast uh, prominently displayed because you did have to, right before the San Diego game, get uh, surgery on your wrist, miss that, miss the following game. You're back, but uh, how, how sore was it Saturday? Uh, 